Hello, everybody, and welcome to Minds on the Masters, an interview program dedicated to plumbing the brains of experts in the fields of art, science, and living authentically. My name is Jeffrey Minds, and our master for this evening is Dr. Clausewitz a professor of physics at the University of New Mexico, El Rancho, recipient of the Alan Sokol Society Fellowship and author of numerous books on the subjects of physics and skepticism, including A Brief Timeline of Time, Tesla, Perpetual Genius, and Gambling and the Universe and the Quantum Fraud. That's one book. Just to clarify, that's one book, Gambling with the Universe and the Quantum Fraud. That's not two books. Uh, Welcome, so much. Thanks for coming on to Minds on the Masters, Dr. Clausewitz. How you doing? Thank you so much for having me here. It's a real honor. And uh, you do me too much with the accolades, but I appreciate that you're an avid reader of my work. Well, you know, great. It, it, it's I'm I'm a fan of the the heterodox. You know, there's there's all of this orthodox where you know you're swimming through it. There's just so much of of what is to be expected that when you hit something and it's like what. My, this is not – this is different. You know, it sticks out in your mind. Um, and I'm also a big fan of Nikola Tesla. Um, not what they did to the guy, but I, I'm a huge fan. And so, you know, you come across my uh, – your book comes across my desk. You know, I'm an, I'm an avid reader. And I read it and it's just like, whoa, what's this guy talking about? So let's just like – let's get into it, I think. Um, so what uh, – uh, what's what's up what's up with with the world you know as a physicist you know what's going on what's going on and what what are what what's your connection to it what's your thoughts on it i'll tell you what i'll tell you what's going on so um first first of all i'd like to say that i have a very unique position here at the university of of Mexico here, the New Mexico and the Los Ranchos area, because they support my heterodox work and allow me to probe the universe for these uncovered truths, these things that often get skipped over, unlooked at, where people like you go, whoa, whoa, that's different. But they, uh, they don't usually take the time to appreciate it. So uh, what I want to tell you might, might blow your mind a little bit, but I'll, I'll tell you the whole story. Is um, The truth is that electrons aren't real. Oh, okay. All right. Let's – that's – all right. Already – I'm, I'm, I already, you've lost me a little bit. What's an electron and what's, what are they, what, what are they being, what do they tell us about electrons and what, uh, what do they say they do? Well, let's start with that, I think, because, you know. That's an excellent point. Yeah, it's, it's a really good idea. We should start with the real basics here. An electron, in the way we're taught, is a fundamental part of quantum physics. An atom is made of three parts a proton and a neutron and those guys are best friends and they live together in a thing called the nucleus which is like a little house that's held together with glue so strong they called it the strong force and the electrons like the dog in the backyard and that guy's running all kinds of circles and laps and jumping over the house and digging under the house he just kind of hangs out around and that guy only sticks around to the house because he's attracted to what's called the weak force and that's just because they feed him every now and then well, this is the picture I want to paint in your mind to explain what the quantum physics is as we understand it in the world right now. Every atom's broken up into those three little parts, and every atom's got to have those three little parts, or it's not an atom. It ceases to be. Well, well you know, I already, with this this uh, picture you're painting with this idea that you're putting in my mind, 
like I think that just based off of that sort of uh, comparison, it falls apart because, you know, I, I know dog people. I know I, you know, I've had a dog or two, you know, not for long, but I've had them. And, you know, you won't you don't want to keep them outside. You want to bring them in, you know. So I I, I kind of see already where my mind is like, I don't I don't know anymore. I don't know. I don't know about this. This doesn't sound great. So what are you what do you what do you posit? What's your uh, what's uh, what where what what led you to think? that this wasn't the case that this wasn't the deal what's what's what what are you thinking what what made you think that so it's not out yet but i'd love you to keep your eyes peeled for my next book release it's going to be called nikola tesla secrets of the universe revealed and that book i'm going to talk about in great detail and about to posit to you see there's a second kind of force in this world we don't really talk about it's not really a good way to look at it but it's called ether Ether is a special force. It's like the fifth element. Earth, I love wind, that. That fire, was a, that was a good, that was a good movie. That was a good that was a good oh, Bruce yeah. Willis movie. That was a good Bruce Willis movie. That was a good movie. What's your favorite element? The movie. Oh, uh, you know what? I um I don't remember the elements in the movie, but I do I do like that uh that one blue lady. You know, she comes on and she does like the song. You know, the little song and dance and and you know that. I, that I, I'm into that. That was cool. That was neat That's to see. Me too. Me too. That was my favorite. It's good. It's good. It's good stuff. It's good yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um. So, so, so let me get back to it for a second. Yeah, please, uh, please. Uh, this ether is a fundamental force in the universe. Everything that isn't matter is ether. Ether is all around. It's in the air. It's in smoke. It's in clouds. It's wherever there isn't something. There's ether. And that. That is what makes electricity and everything in the world work. Well, oh, I mean, you know, this is already we're touching on some some pretty some pretty big thoughts. We're touching on some pretty pretty big stuff, and and, and you know, I think it might be worthwhile contrasting that with uh, what other scientists have said, because as a, this is a, this is a heterodox opinion, right? This is this is this is not commonly accepted. It's true. It's true. Most other scientists in the quantum mechanical world are critical of the quantum mechanical model, but only one other scientist has ever been so brazen as to put forth the belief in ether. ether. That was Nikola Tesla himself. Well, you know, when some, you know, you have this idea of ether and, and ether, ether would be its stuff, right? It's like science, it's scientific stuff, but it's stuff that would be there from my understanding. Is that correct? It's correct. It's it's there. It's stuff. It's well, in the in the place around us. Well, so you know, one of the lead thinkers in the field of stuff, you know, understanding stuff and sort of just getting in the stuff headspace headspace was Mendeleev. You know, and 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 the elements and and all that. Like, what what is is that? Is there like? Is that like a thing that you you can get through with with this like mindset you're putting forth this theory? Oh yeah, that's you know that's the perfect place to start too. We're gonna start way back at the beginning. See, Mendeleev's a funny guy. He's Born Russian, right? In, oh yeah, Dmitry Mendeleev. All right, I thought th back in the 1830s. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's he's got that. He, it, I, I assumed you know it seemed it seemed logical. He's kind of like the king of stuff. He invented the whole stuff classification. This guy was super big into chemistry from an early age and worked for the Russian university as soon as he graduated to invent what we call the periodic table of stuff. 
And it's that table of stuff that gives us what we call the elements, uh, stuff elements, depending on where you're school. The, the, the one with the letters, right? You got uh, the, the H. And the numbers. And the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I've heard of this. I know what you're talking about. So this guy likes stuff so much. He devoted his whole life to it. And he tried to figure out all of the stuff that could exist, even if he didn't figure out what it would be called yet or where it would go, he could make this chart of stuff and make up rules for it and figure out where the stuff would go. Oh. Guy kind of lost a couple of screws doing this, but he um, he really did figure out a lot of stuff. And he made up some stuff, too, that wasn't real. He made some elements, some stuffments that can't exist, won't exist, just are too far out there. Like um, there's a stuff called... Um, Curbidium and Unobtainium. Everyone calls Unobtainium a joke these days, but this guy invented it back in the day, but knew it couldn't ever exist because the rules of stuff won't allow it. Well, that's, I mean, and is that is that kind of where you find your work sort of in the area where you know, it may be made up, it may not be made up, you know, sort of in that 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 space where you know who knows is that is that kind of where your theory falls or is it is it more stuff oriented no my theory falls in that space you see in my studies we're trying to break the rules reinvent the playing field so we can understand things we couldn't understand yesterday and to do that you have to really think outside the box and say okay you know those might be some rules for some people some things but what if we ignored them and tried things a different way well, why don't you? Uh, oh, that, that's cool. So, like, what's give me what? What are you doing? That's that's going your own way out there in, in New Mexico. What's well, what's what's the study? What's on the table right now? So, right now, they're trying to bring back uranium enrichment. So New Mexico used to be the uranium capital of the country, and uranium, uranium, that's one of the radioactive ones, right? Yeah, this is okay. the, the real yeah. cool stuff. All right, See, cool, cool. Yeah. Stuff that's radioactive makes energy all on its own. You don't have to – you don't need to put it in a battery because it is a battery. What, well, So what? You can throw it in, in – you can burn it? Is that what you're saying? Like it will catch on fire and you can use that or – or you can you can you know put it out in the sun and and you put it in like a drink or something. What do you mean it makes its own energy? What do you mean by that exactly? So what we do with it is we make a big pot of water, and we put the uranium in the water, and we get the the uranium so hot on its own, just naturally emitting its energy. It heats up the water, and we use that hot water to make steam. And we use that steam to turn a turbine, and that turbine makes electricity we use to power our laboratory. So like kind of like a sauna, you know, or like a, yeah, yeah like you a know, sauna. like a like a like a hot tub maybe. Mm-hmm. You Just guys like a hot tub. You guys got like a, lot a of, hot tub out gases to a sauna. You you guys got a lot of hot tubs in New Mexico. It's hot enough already. We don't need them. So just have some tubs in the back, maybe you know, get out there and just sort of soak and and you know let the let the sun do its thing. What we, we like to do out here is um, if we want, if it's cold, like in the winter, we throw some uranium in the hot tub and we lay in the water. Oh. And it gets up the water all on its own for us. Oh, wow, wow. All right, all right. Nice, nice. So you're you're enriching this uranium. You're you're soaking in it. You're you're using it. You're putting it in water and doing all sorts of stuff with it. And and what what what's how is this tied back to this ether idea? Because um, I'm you know I'm fo- I think I'm following you. I think I understand where this is going. Okay, okay, so what they would tell you in the quantum mechanical world previously is that 
well, uranium is emitting neutrons. They're just flying off the thing, just flying everywhere, just going all the time. Oh, and these neutrons are hitting other things, and they're making them hot because they're punching them. You know, you can hit something really hard for a long time. It might get a little warmer. Yeah, yeah. No, this makes I'm, – I'm, I'm following. I follow this. Well, what we're figuring out is that there's this ether force, which is already in the air, and the uranium is making the ether hit things and get them hot. So, so really – Oh, please. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm, I'm sorry. So really, the the ether is what's moving the water around, making it shake. You know, when you see water boiling in a pot, you see the bubbles rising because the water is shaking. That shaking water is what's making the food so hot. No, so you know, in you know the 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 orthodox viewpoint, if I'm understanding this correctly, is they've got, for example, this. We'll we'll say that um, the water is a punching bag of some sort. And this uranium is throwing haymakers left and right, left and right, just just pummeling this water and it's getting it hot. Whereas what you what you believe, what you say is the case is that it's less that they're punching the water, but they're punching a punching bag, which is swinging into the water. Sort of like a, right. like a like a like um, a you know, something in the middle, some 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 something getting in the way. It's like when you go to the car wash. Ether is like those big, whippy, spinny brushes that are flying around everywhere. We're just spinning the brushes with the uranium. But those brushes were always there. They're around us everywhere. Well, what's uh, what's the implication of that then? Like, what do you what's what's to be made of it? What is that? How does that translate to how we understand things and our understanding of 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 the world and and what's going on in it? What what? What do you, what do you, what's that? What do you think? So what it means for us is that the future philosophers and scientists that came down the road after Mendeleev could be wrong. Wait. So, I mean, when you say wrong, how wrong are we talking? Like zero? Like, like let's, from, let's say a scale from zero to seven. How wrong are we talking here? Solid five. Solid five. We're Solid talking... Five. We'd have to pull the textbooks, have to get all the teachers together, have to hold huge seminars at universities, and start a program of re-education to help the world and the Collegiate Academy understand the serious implications of the the forces operating in the universe around us. And is this is this something you're trying to do at University of New Mexico? It's something we currently do. It's, it's a curriculum we offer called Metaphysical Concepts in Physics of the Universe. Wow. Wow, metaphysical concept. So, uh, you know, uh, if you don't mind, why don't you hit us with a little, little lesson? What I I got some of this material here. You, I this two slit experiment. I I don't understand. And I've I've had one or two slits in my life, but I don't know um, about the relevance of that to physics. You know, and I guess uh, I guess electrons or something, um, or I guess they don't exist. Electrons don't exist. What's what's going on with this two slit experiment? What's what, what's the deal here? We... Real simple. So, researchers at the Los Alamos Research Institute, New Mexico Tech, have set up a special gun that shoots out photons. Photons are light. I'm just saying they're shooting light balls, little light pulses, and there's electrons shot out with them. And what they say is that 
when you shoot a beam of light, like just like a laser pointer, at this this paper card that has two slits cut into it, what shows up on the screen behind it is this funky wavy pattern. Now, this is really interesting because everything people are taught, any student who studies metaphysics, quantum physics, or electrons will understand that this means those electrons are being fired out of this gun by doing something they're not supposed to do. They're operating like a beam of light, but they're electrons. Electrons have mass. Light can't have mass. If light had mass, you'd have, like, heavy flashlights. Is that, is that like, is that, is that related to gains? Is that kind of a similar idea? Gaines theorem says that if something is to have light, it can't have mass. It's completely related. Yes. So, so let me just to, just so I know I, I understand what you're saying. So you you got these laser pointers and and it's shooting little 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 balls and the balls <laughs> they go through and you expect the balls to hit each other and sort of spread out and and you know kind of like billiards or something. And as what what you actually see is that the balls go all straight, kind of like billiards or something. Is that am I understanding that? That's exactly right. And I see they should make just two lines, like you said, but what they're really doing is something totally different. It's like the balls are bouncing into each other as they're flying through the air, and when they go through the two slits, they make this crazy pattern, which they shouldn't be doing. That's not what you're taught that they're gonna do. It's totally different. And and so what what is that? Uh, where does that tie in with with ether with this uh, with this 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 stuff that we can't see and we, we're not interacting with? Or does so the way it's the way I believe the way us the, our, our etherist society believes is that what's really happening is that the light coming out of the laser pointer is being directed by the ether. Now the ethers can be chaotic. They're moving around all which ways. They're, sometimes if you're not directing them, which they may not be, they're bouncing that light into different patterns. Now, the ether has no mass. Ether is just a fundamental force. It's so it has, it, has, it has no gains, no gains at all. Right. None. Wow. But it's bumping wow. into the light and pushing it around. And that's why the light is making this interesting pattern. Well, that, I mean, you know, that makes that makes more sense to me. You know, I think... And I'm no, I'm no expert, and I'm not, I'm not much of an expert in anything. But I, I feel as though a lot of times there's uh, this sort of uh, uh, when there's something that, that that scientists can't explain. When you know people, a lot, of, a lot of masters I've dealt with, um, you know, they when they try to speak outside of their masterness, they, uh, you know, they, they kind of you have this result that doesn't make much sense. That you're sort of like left scratching your head, and then they'll say like, oh, well, you know. Um, that's because, uh, here's some math that makes it make sense. Oh, it doesn't make sense. But if you look at the math, now it makes sense. I look at the math. It still doesn't make sense, but this makes sense to me. This is like a swimming pool with some balls, some floaties, you know, you get in the swimming pool. You got two people in a swimming pool. They're wiggling around. They're treading water. They're doing, excuse me. They're doing what they have to to you know have that splish splash time and uh and and then you know the ball's going to go in a weird way and, and what i'm understanding is is we're all just swimming in the swimming pool of uh of of physics is that is that fair to say it's fairly fair you know you have a real knack for this it's it's just like we're all in a swimming pool and the waters are all around us we don't see them but they're around us and they're moving stuff around 
you know, we weigh a lot compared to the water, so we don't get moved around so much. But little tiny things, you ever see like a dust moat blow in front of your eye in a weird way when there was no wind? Uh, is that a, a moat? Is that like on a castle? <laughs> like a little funny thing floating over the front of your eye. Oh. It's a little dude. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some little dudes. I've seen some little dudes. <laughs> and I've seen some little dudes. Um, I tell you, if you ever wondered how they got there, it's probably the ether blowing them around. Wow. All right. All right. And, and this is this, – whoa. All right. I mean, it all comes It all comes together. It all comes together. You know what? I – What's I think this is as good a time as any. Let's take a let's take a little musical break. Um, a song I thought was appropriate. Um, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Doctor Clausewitz. Do you do you know Sticks? Are you fan fan of the band Sticks? Well, I'm a huge fan. You know, they I I thought you would because they got really big ideas and sort of a uh, a wide mindset. They're talking about all sorts of interesting things, and I think you know there's a lot of there's a lot of like things to be pondered. So we're going to play a song um, uh, I think you will appreciate, you'll understand, The Grand Illusion. And, and when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit more about this grand illusion that has been perpetrated, as you would put it, um, on us called Quantum Mechanics. So please uh, uh, stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know really makes you really makes you ponder. It's real ponder really music. Yeah, it really, you know, it's so dense with uh meaning meaning thoughts uh just sort of a just sort of a trip through the mind, you know? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, we're back. We're back with uh Dr. Clausewitz, professor of physics at University New Mexico El Rancho, an heterodox thinker of uh, of of physics, a heterodox scholar, um, considered a member of the intellectual uh, deep web by some. What? How has that been? How's that been? You're obviously you're still a professor. You're still working in the field. You're still doing experiments. But have you have you encountered many, many issues from from sort of this? This uh, off-the-wall thinking that you've been doing, the, these theories you've been having that just, uh, you know, how's, how's that been? So I've been engaged in a number of debates by um, differential consultants, we'll call them, me and some of the other researchers who are engaged in traditional quantum physical research. Sometimes go back at over it, a little friendly water cooler talk like, oh, careful, that's got electrons in it. You shouldn't drink those, they're bad for you. And I say, you know, something silly back at them like, Careful, don't trip on that ether on the last stair. It's a doozy. But in all in the spirit of fun, <laughs> yeah. we're good to each other. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, it seems like it's it seems like you have a good rapport. Then you're not running into a lot of issues. You're not you're not dealing with uh, you're not you're not dealing with uh, uh, too many uh, negative repercussions. There's a lot of you know you hear a lot about these sort of thinkers that are outside the box that run into issues out there. You know, people 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 want to be in the box, but you're 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 fine out of the box. You're doing okay. You're doing just fine out of the box all thinkers where I work and we all may believe in different things but as as we say at the end of the day it's night 
Well, and 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 you know, so I, you're all you know the you're out of one box, but you're in a bigger box. Maybe you're in the bigger box of thinkers and 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 you know plumbing plumbing the, the depths of the universe. You know, trying to figure stuff out. But but you know, there's there's been some. There's some criticism. The boxes. I hate, I, hate I, I, you know, I know you're here to talk about quant- work about physics. We've been having a great discussion about physics, but I, I, I got to bring it up because people are going to be asking about it. And if I don't, um, then uh, I, I wouldn't be doing my part um, as Jeffrey Mines, the host of Minds on the Masters. I wouldn't be doing it. Um, you ran into some hot water with discussions about the Freemasons once or twice. You are... You know, there was there have been numerous digressions, and and from what I hear, I only read the one book. There were no digressions in that book, but you know, you can't Google search Doctor Clausewitz with Doctor Clausewitz controversy Freemason coming up. So, what's uh, can we, you want to touch on that real quick, and we can then we can get back to the real stuff. But I, I got to bring it up. I got to ask. You know, I understand. I understand, and it's actually time I clear the air on this matter. There's been a lot of controversy, but I appreciate you giving me the chance to set the record straight. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, set the record straight. So it was at the PGA Tour in 2017 at the Children's Open back in Las Vegas. Uh, a Shriner clown came up to me, and he clearly read my work. And I'm not going to use the terms he used, but frankly, what he said was my work was a load of hogwash, and that I ought to gargle spit till I chew salad, and I. I just couldn't. I lost my cool. You, 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 you I, I've, I've seen it. You knocked the, you knocked that fez right off of him. You, you did. You know, it, it was, it was a pretty, it was a pretty, it was a pretty good swing. You know, someone I've seen some swings and, and some misses, but this is a swing and a hit. I mean, you know, that was that was something. Unfortunately, this specific cloud was actually the the great grandson of Walter Millard Fleming, who was the man who established the Shriners movement in the country. And I did end up in a lot of hot water and bad publicity from that. And um, I have made a public apology. And so has his um, Mr. Fleming's great-grandson. But I just wanted to be clear that I, I was only acting in my own self-defense for my intellectual capabilities. I mean, you know, I, I I don't know much about I don't know much about the um, the Shriner movement. I don't know. Uh, I, I see the little cars. I see the fezes. I, just, Why do they have to be so little? What's up with the little cars? I listen. I I hey, you know what, man? I I say drive a big car. Why? You know what's what? the point? What's the what's the point if you're if you're going to a place, you might as well. You know, why you're gonna take that on the highway? I mean, come on, it's 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 not it's not realistic. You know, it's not. You know how practical. they get those little cars there? I, uh, how? They carry them. They have four guys for little car, and they carry them. That they just... put the four guys on the back of a truck, and the guys hold the car the whole trip. And when they get there, <laughs> they they have the four guys get off the truck, put the car down, and then they get in and drive it. How stupid <laughs> is that? I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I said I didn't want to get into this. And I, yeah, I, I, I mean, no, I I, I I I get it. I mean, what's the point? You know, what's the point? The, the car is supposed to take you places. I mean, come on. <laughs> what is this? What are we, Fred Flintstone? Over here? I mean, come on. Come on. It's it's. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd take a swing on him too. I'd take a swing on him. Anyway, no. we're talking about we're talking about quantum mechanics, uh, the the uh, the lie of the century, as you have put down in uh, one of your numerous books. Um, mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Uh, let's 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 let the you know not to belabor the car discussion, but let's have the rubber hit the road on this one. How have they been lying to us? How have we been lied to uh, about this quantum business? 
Well, quite frankly, because of the, the refusal to accept alternative hypotheses about the quantum mechanical world, lots of scientific organizations have been able to gorge themselves on excessive funding under the, the quiet claim of, oh no, we've got this understood, quantum computing is just a few years away, you'll have such great returns, and every time that it comes time to collect a check, they dissolve the organization, they start a new one with greater promises of, oh, we've got the secret for quantum computing. Oh, oh, I, yeah, no, no, totally. Kind of like a, um, kind of like those, like those monkeys you got. You know, I got, I, I, I put some money in monkeys, and you know these digital monkeys, and then, and then you know, oh, it's almost there. The monkeys are almost ready, and 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 then you know the next one, and you lose your money, and you put it in more. It's the same idea, but the government's same doing idea. it. Government's doing right. it. That's that's messed up. That's messed up. Mm-hmm. So, there's a a clear intent to stifle the truth about the quantum world and it comes from a place of embezzlement there's a pl- plenty of intellectual swindlers intellectually dishonest people and people who are just banging their heads against the wall trying to solve the math on these time ancient equations over and over again just frustrated screaming from the inside of their gnostic prison of why doesn't it make sense why doesn't it add up They've painted themselves in a corner they've given themselves contradictions which have made it impossible for them to accomplish their work and now they wonder why. Whereas you have this idea with Ether that basically solves all of these problems and they don't want to deal with it because if the problems are solved, they can't get money for it, right? Well, they want to solve it, but they only want to solve it when they're ready to cash out. They, they want to say, okay, Ethan, we love your research you've done on Ether, doctor, but where do we sell the next iPhone with this technology? Where are we actually going to cash out on this? How are we going to take this from just funding money to big market money? Well, I mean, I mean that that's kind of the story of the world, right? That's kind of the, uh, the, uh, sort of the idea with all of these things, you know, like the water car and, the and, and, you know, um, the flying car and, um, the hover car, you know, they, they want to make them, but then people outside interest, the car people, they step in and they say, no, this is, this isn't acceptable. We can't do this. How are we supposed to make money on it? Um, but, but let me, let me, let me, let me throw a question at you real quick. Let's, let's, let's do a little bit of, uh, Let's expand this idea because I think it's really interesting. Um, let's say tomorrow you got a dude who shows up. He's spooked out of his mind. He's he's got the uh, he's got the suit. He's got the the continental. He's got the sunglasses. Maybe there's two of them, and they come up to you and they say, "Hello, we're from DARPA." We're from from DARPA, which if if for the benefit of the listeners, excuse me, for the benefit of the listeners, that's like some government stuff. We're from DARPA. Um, we love your theories. We want to use them. Um, will you will you sign over the use of your theories for our for our DARPA business? What's would you accept that? Do you think would you do you think that your theories could withstand that outside influence? I tell you what, uh, Jeff, um, nothing would scare me more, and I. I know they always, we always talk about it around the water cool. Like, haha, what if they come at you with the briefcase and the gun? What are they going to choose? And um, I, I can firmly say this this time. Um, I'm going to take the briefcase. I, I have a family. I have a life to live. And um, I understand that my technology will be used to make super atomic bombs. But at the end of the day, I really just want to be that dog running around the yard. Hey, don't we all, man? Don't we, don't, 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 don't we all? 
No, that's I mean that's that's fair. That's fair. And 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 you know I I can't think of if you know if someone came up to me if the government came up to me and said hey we need you to uh, we need you to go be a uh, underground interviewer in in North Korea I uh, you know or we'll shoot you I would probably do it. I don't really have a family I, I you know but but I w- I would do it. You know you, you got to do what you got to do. And and in this case maybe I'd be like you know I'd be in there. You know, I wouldn't speak Korean, so that, like immediately it would it would require some trade craft. But I I I would do it. I would make it work um, because you know uh, you, sometimes Uncle Sam comes calling, and you know there's nothing nothing you can do about it. Thank you, Jeff. You know, uh, actually, I'm relieved to hear that. Sometimes I wonder about the judgment of others uh, making that decision. It's not an easy decision. We all know it, but well, it's, or, it's comforting. So. Coming back to this ether idea, um, something you have written about, something that you have spent a great deal of time thinking about, um, what do you think uh, is uh, – so let's just say um, what do you want to see come from it? What do you want to see uh, come from this study what, or this, this, this realm of study? Where, what do you want from that? What do you think will, would be good about that? Uh, I'd like to legitimize and recreate a lot of uh, Nikola Tesla's forgotten blueprints. See, he's got a bunch of blueprints for a bunch of really cool technology. The the healing chair. Healing chair. The, the, the brain massager. The, um, the, the back straightener. And uh, the self, self-driving self generator. Well, you and, know, I, um, I, know, I know a lot of people that could use a back straightener. You know, you see them, mm-hmm. you see them walking around and you think, dang, that's a crooked, crooked back. Oh, that that I mean, is there a piece of technology? Have you have you done any work on any of these in particular? You ever uh, ever like dusted off some some old unrealized idea uh, Tesla ideas? Tried to try to make them work. Well, um, I don't want to toot my horn too much, but I'm proud to announce that I have developed the world's second healing chair. The first one was by Tesla himself, but I have recreated using his ancient diagrams and schematics a healing chair. How's that? I mean, how's that work? So I'll I'll try to explain this succinctly as possible. You know what an electromagnetic wave is? Is that like a? Uh, um, it's kind of like a. It's like at the beach, right? Imagine if you were at the beach, and the waves come up on the sand. It's nice. Now imagine there was a second wave coming out of the water and going up to the sky. <laughs> But it wasn't touching the sand. It was just out there way back in the ocean. It's going up and down at the sky. You see these two waves at the same time in your head? I'll tell you right now, I'd be pretty freaked out at the beach if I saw that. Well, you know, a lot of people would. I'm not going to begrudge you for that. So you got this this chair on the beach. There's waves. There's waves Mm -hmm. going into the chair. What's what's that doing for you? So um, when you sit in the chair... These electric waves, not electromagnetic, you take the magnetic part out. These electric waves, they influence the ether on the seat of the chair to send healing waves through your body. And it's not, you know, he calls it a healing chair. It really just makes your butt feel tingly and your head feel nice. I mean, that sounds, that sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's, and it, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel comfortable, relaxed. I think it, makes, I think it gives you abs. It makes your, makes your feet a little smaller, but it gives you good breath, too. It's a real interesting device. You you sit in this thing all the time? This is this like something you do on, on your own? I'm sitting in it right now. <laughs> out far out. Yeah, wild. Wow. 
how do you how do you get one of these? What if I um for the purposes of the you know the listeners out here in Chicago land on the internet, you know what uh what if they want to take a seat in your fancy chair? Well, I'd encourage them to, to come on down to my office. It's uh, room two thirty one, Engineering Building B, the the El Rancho facility campus of the University of New Mexico. And if they sign a little form just to say, you know, um, if something happens, you know, it's not my fault, but I encourage you to be a research participant. I would be all too glad to let them sit in, in my healing chair as long as they want. Of course, with the, the consent that I take recordings on what happens to them as they sit in it. Well, I mean, of course, I mean, you, you got to, I mean, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch, right? Right, right. Not even for the dogs. So, uh, you know, before we, we're in, we're nearing the end of the show, uh, one of the, we, do we have a little segment here? We're starting a new segment because this, you know, we're, why not? Sure. You know, so we're calling this, uh, this is a working title, Master's Mind. And, and this is the part of the show where we ask, uh, our guest, our master, and in this case, in this case, you're the master. We ask you, to uh, pontificate, um, I learned that word recently. Uh, to to elaborate, it's a great word. You know, to elaborate on on a, uh, a a task or a thought or something, it's still very open right now. The point is, uh, Doctor Clausewitz, free energy. How do you think it'll happen? I think it's going to happen through gambling. I think um, people are going to look at gambling and say, "Wow, this has the potential to be free money." And they're going to think, well, you know, everything comes at a cost. And they're going to think about free energy and say, well, that's not so different from gambling. And I think if um, all the gamblers in the world got all the, all the money they've got together, they can make a really big gamble on the research and free energy. And that would be like winning big. Now, I, I can't promise it's going to work because that's not how gamblers work. They have to know there's got to be a little bit of shadow of a doubt there. But um, I really firmly believe that if we get enough gamblers together in one place, we'll call it like the gambler building or the senate or something like that and we'll, we'll get them all to sign one piece of paper to sign over all of their money on a big gamble and we could have free energy you th- you, you you think that well, well what what sort of gambling are you envisioning here like the the, the racetrack uh uh some sort of sports book what do you what do you think where if let's say you're in charge of the this gambling money you got you've got the the the, the what's the um as a physicist, what would you recommend people gamble on? So um, there's, a, there's a little GoFundMe right now for two of my colleagues. They're, they're working over at the University of South Switzerland, in, um, just, just outside of Geneva. And they've got a I love that. Their cheese is pretty them. good. Uh, they, they have got, got pretty good cheese in Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, they do. The, yeah, I'll top here for them and just say like – cheese sandwiches if you're not eating them you really got to start hey i mean but, um, you, you know totally i mean we're from i mean you know i'm broadcasting out of chicago and we're near we're near wisconsin i go down to wisconsin you know mm. i mean it's you know they got swiss people down there i don't know like what you would if you consider like swiss people making cheese swiss cheese but that swiss cheese whatever i mean you could you know whatever you want to call it it's it's good it's tasty it goes good on a sandwich but yeah they, but, but, uh, they, they eat a lot on. yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry so uh, this this is the Podolsky Nusif Fund, and they're building a giant reactor out there just outside Geneva. They just need a little more money to finish it. If it works, free energy. And if it doesn't work, um, Switzerland will become Wasserland. 
but um, it's, it's a big gamble. I know, I know, but I think it's worth gambling on. I mean, you know that that's 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 true. I mean, you know, it makes more sense to me than uh, than than any other way that that money's gonna come come in any way, unless of course they find a way to turn free energy into like robot dogs or something. They put a lot of money in those robot dogs. I'm pretty sure. You heard about the robot dogs? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you see the videos of them, you know. I and in my mind, you know, people people freak out. They're like, oh, they're gonna have these walking down the streets. Oh, we're gonna put guns on them. Oh, you know, they're gonna they're gonna like rip my leg off or something. But I I think I'm you know, hey, horses for all. I say, hey, robot dog, give me a cheese sandwich. Well, this is this has been this has been very elucidating, Doctor Clauswood. Thank you. So I learned that word recently too. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been it's been a uh, a, a real a real journey through the mind, uh, your mind. Uh, a master that of 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 the mind. Uh, do you have any anything you wanna you wanna part with before we uh, before we we wrap up in earnest? I w- that's a good word too. Earnest, that's a good word. Um, I would say you know you taught me a valuable lesson today, in that there is never enough appreciation for a complicated vocabulary, and I think yours really warrants a bit of appreciation. Thank you for having me. Be good to your mothers all. Have a good night. Well, thank you so much uh, for coming on again, Doctor Clausewitz. Always a uh, always a pleasure to uh, have uh, um, a, a real a real mind on minds on the masters. Uh, minds on the Masters has been an AWCY FM production. For old episodes of this program and other programs, you can go to awcyfm.com. Or if you're a Chicagoan or in the Chicagoland area, tune in on WLPN 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio every Saturday, 8 to 9 p.m. Uh, you can catch it online too at lumpenradio.com. And you don't have to be a Chicagoan or uh, in the Chicagoland area to go to the website. Not anymore. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you have something you would like to discuss on the show, feel free to reach out by email at awcyfm. And to close out our program, we're going to play Viagra Boys. Enjoy. <laughs>